hitman called hit how, how'd you guys think of that one hey everybody listen up it's another episode of balling out super, super. <laughs> we are here in the alex patak recording studios with your host i'm alex patak and i'm here with my friend katie rose leon Oh, it's so good to be back in Patak Studios with this giant raptor cat. And Jeremy Hammond. Hey, I'm mad about Furbies. Hi, I've been on Stormwatch all day reading about white supremacist opinions on Digimon. Did you know Nazis are only into champion-level Digimon? (laughs) This is good. We're getting better. And today we are joined by our special guest, the one, the only, Mary Houlihan. Hello. Mary, we got you. Yes. You're on the show now. Yes. We're in the van that podcast stepdad is driving all the way uh, to Home Depot. Sorry, you got to come. Nice. Every time we go to Home Depot, you make us wait in the car for a half an hour and I get all sweaty. I like it. And I don't think you deserve the fine smells. So one upside to Home Depot is those smells. So Mary, thanks for coming in dropping by the studio this is as you have probably gleaned by this point in in the evening this is an anime podcast where we sit down and we watch these cartoons and we we learn a lot do, do, what's your background with with anime or uh, uh nerddom in general Ooh, um anime i used to watch sailor moon every day after school i would also watch pokemon and play pokemon on game boy which of these were you more uh, emotionally connected to? Pokemon or Sailor Moon? If you had to pick one, gun to oh your head. Oh my god. A man breaks into your house and he puts a gun to your head and he Pokemon. says Sailor Moon or Pokemon. I think Pokemon. Okay. I mean, it's different. All right. I feel emotional about them for different reasons. Yeah, yes. Pokemon's more of an immersive universe because over here you had all the games. Mm-hmm. Sailor Moon, she was... Does Sailor Moon have games? They do, but they didn't import them into the U.S., really. It was because then they'd learn that girls could be in video games. <laughs> sure. It would well, break all I the rules. Well, I related um, to her, and I liked her, um, like, when she was hanging out at school or with her crush or with her friends. I really liked those storylines. I really related. Because However, you would go to school and have crushes. It's true. And friends. So... I definitely related on an emotional level there. What? Fascinating. Um, Pokemon, I would say I was spending so many hours playing it and watching it that I was really in that world. What kind of trainer were you? Ooh. Um, Did you relate to the fact that they that he would have a forward hat and then turn it backwards when it was time for business? Yeah, I think that's important. I thought that was relatable. Yeah. Out of, like, everything going on in that show, that's the only thing where it'd be like, yeah, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, like, that's me in there. You have to. Yeah, but Katie had a very pressing question about what kind of trader you are. Okay. There are so, so many different kinds. So I would definitely have my top six, and is it six? Well, anyway. It's six. Depending. More is for, what would you do with that many balls? Like, you can put them on your belt. So true. So I would try to keep them at similar um, levels. And, of course, I'm evolving all of them. I'm not 
forcing them to not evolve. I'm not one of Did those. you just have one that you would like rack up though and the other ones just watch and they're like, fuck that dragon's so big. I'm so for hungry sure, for points. I would have like a main one or two, but I would sort of feel guilty that I was neglecting the others. So I would try to make sure that, you know, it wasn't like my top had a level 80 and then the rest of them were like <laughs> level 20 something. <laughs> like I wasn't letting that happen. I'm now imagining a character in Pokemon whose name is a uh, belt ball so everyone makes fun of for having one too many pokemon <laughs> on his belt for they sure. say hey belt balls nice number of balls on your belt when mm-hmm. i was in come on guys school, there was this guy who always wore like a weirdo cargo safari vest all the time that had a bunch of pockets and a bug just, type trainer you're saying yeah, yeah and he just like had all this like weird crap in his uh, pockets uh what did he do he was on crew uh, stage wow. crew, and yeah, you'd always have like screwdrivers and stuff like that. And I Practical like, vest. I feel like that's like the IRL version of belt ball. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I got a uh, fish bait in my left breast pocket. You need any fish bait? We never need any fish bait. Breast Listen, pocket. Everyone man. likes a little flair. It's a conversation starter for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of glossed over if Mary has any experience with Dragon Ball. Right, but we have to mm. craft a narrative for Mary. <laughs> okay, okay. We have to really take Mary's essence and like pound it into a beautiful tool that mm-hmm. we'll use for mm-hmm. our audio podcasting experience. I love women. Love it. I love a tool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta. (laughs) You gotta. Um, Something that just popped into my brain that I feel like I have to say for some reason. Yeah, Um, go wild. I really liked the 1960s Batman and I feel like it relates somehow. Because I was sitting thinking about like what fighting shows did I like? And then I was like, that was a good one. Were you into it as a kid? It was fighting. Do you mean the live action Kaplow Batman? Yeah. Oh, wow. So Adam West Batman. I think that gives more um, a picture of uh, what kind of child I was. What what age were you when you were watching Adam West Batman? Like elementary school, middle school. Yeah, you know that's some classic ish. Were you like into like a lot of vintage shows, or were you just? Uh, I watched every show, so yes, that included lots of Nick at Night and TV Land type stuff. I really remember like having my girls over for slumber parties, and we would watch our shows, our TGIF and our Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, but we would also watch Batman and Three's Company and stuff like that. We uh-huh. thought that was fun, too. Three's Company is a funny show for children to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> I vividly remember watching Three's Company and um, shaving my legs for the first time. <laughs> What a coming of age tale. It's true. I was watching it. It's on at nighttime, of course. So I was wearing my nightie and looking at my legs. The hair is coming out. And I was like, it's got to go. (laughs) What would the guy from Three's Company do in this situation? Right? I mean, he had great gams. Did he, sh- did he ever have to shave his legs? This sounds like an episode of Three's Company. Right. <laughs> to keep up the ruse that he's gay? That's the plot mm-hmm. of that show, right? Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, he has, to be, he has to be aggressively non-threatening to the landlord, who is always yeah. looking to see if they're about to have sex, which is against the rules of roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only show I've seen from that area of t- time is uh, Dallas. Dallas. Which I guess is like 20 years later even, so maybe it's not even the That's same a time. Weird choice. It's a fucking weird show. Mm. I love it. 
Um, it pioneered the going into a coma thing, which That's I really true. liked. Mm. Um, a lot of the problems would be solved by the men doing karate, <laughs> which they never explained why they knew how to do. They just like were old rustlers. They knew how to throw a throw a rustling punch if things came to shove. You do love karate. Yeah. Well, that's all it takes to get me in. <laughs> so wow. were you were you aware of the Dragon Balls as a child, or were you allowed yes. to know about them? So Dragon Ball Z was on right before Sailor Moon. So every day I would rush to my television. Um, I want to say Sailor Moon came on at like four or something. So, you know, you couldn't really dilly dally after school. You had to really run to your TV. Right. You wouldn't make it otherwise. So she went to school at four. You went to school at like 8 a.m. Yes, yes, yes. So I would (laughs) so I would get to my TV like 10 minutes early and I would watch the final scene of Dragon Ball Z and get the black to be continued screen. And then Sailor Moon would start (laughs) evil by Moonlight, baby. Oh, I love that song. So Mm -hmm. you've seen like probably an hour of Dragon Ball, but like in two second intervals at the end of each For episode. Sure. And well, so I really was making a picture of what Dragon Ball was based off of context clues. So I assumed that it was like a big building story. And then every episode ends in a big fight that we've been working up to. But based off of what I just saw, it seems like it's just fighting all the time and no stakes getting like risen or Oh, those stakes stay down low. Yeah. Well, I would say they're always trying to raise the stakes, but it's like after a certain point, everything becomes meaningless. Right. They're like a gambling addict who's already gambled away the house. They're like, you can have the house. Yeah. Because Goku dies, not to spoil the whole show, (laughs) but he's died Three times? Three or four times. Two times? You got it. Yeah. You and got he, they it. just keep bringing him back. So, like, I don't... If We just thought he would die again this time. They did the death animation on him where his face is all gray. And you're like, oh, that means he's dead because he's so gray. No more life. <laughs> yeah. Plus, Hell his yeah. child is there going, no! I love that uh, <laughs> AFI song, Goku Not Gray. Yes. Thank <laughs> you, Katie. A controversial song. There's an AFI song called Girls Not Gray, and I just made a very uh, bad Oh, do you mean Goku Not Gray? Oh, Goku's Not Gray. Oh, what my God. I thought you were serious, <laughs> and I was about to really Yeah, the music video that. is about the lead singer contemplating suicide because Goku... Because so <laughs> yeah, cool. Goku does it all the time, nice. and nice. he's fine, and he's great body, and it, it, it's fitspiration. Uh, you guys like niche comedy or what? <laughs> <laughs> I was um, getting some writing done in a cafe the other day, and AFI was playing, and they used live and my (laughs) chemical romance. They were playing all these songs. I don't know what was going on. Horny teenage boy, your barista. Yeah, barista was given free reign, is what that is, because I've done that shit, and it's fun. (laughs) It was so wild. I couldn't believe it. You have to wait till someone literally stops what they're doing to complain to the manager (laughs) because your music is ruining their day. (laughs) Me and Jeremy's like whole comedy career has been like writing off the resurgence of all these like arrested thirty-five-year-olds that are going through it right now and they're oh like yeah it's actually good though and we're like yeah come to my comedy show i was uh you're was, anti the emo revival katie i'm not anti it's just like it's, it's just very funny to me i was uh at champs the other day with some friend of the pod uh jess lane and this friend guy, of the show 
came up to her and they're talking and they're talking about this big punk festival that happens in Florida every year called Fest. And they're like, oh, I heard you guys are going with two minutes. And we're like, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to be there, too, with this band, The Fad. And I know The Fad because they were a local Long Island band when I was 14. Wow. And instead of being like, oh, cool, I go, oh, shit, there's still a band to this man's face. Oh, no. <laughs> he, nice. got, he got a little sad. These really? are, no, he wasn't sad. These are institutions <laughs> that need more of a name, I feel like, Fest and The Fad. The half, half a name festival. <laughs> it's exciting. You're going. Good for you. <laughs> it's not. I'm. Uh, your success is makes me happy. Makes the whole family happy, Katie. Mm-hmm. Well, Alex, you know I would like to be more successful so I can bring honor back to this family. I don't tell you this very often, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh my your goodness. Your so- podcast dad is so much better than regular podcast dad. Your mother and I, we want you to d- to know that we care for you very much and we think your career's gone great great strides ahead. Wow. This is so If very- you need a loan, you can't come to me because I'm not really your father. <laughs> You have to go to Jeremy. He's loaded. Uh, He'll no. give you whatever you want. But he does have an extra bed in his house, which... Whoa. Yeah. Rich boy. <laughs> he's a rich boy, and he's got an extra bed, which is all that it means that you're rich. Well... In Brooklyn. Should we talk about this stupid show? <laughs> yeah, I think we did the uh, appropriate amount of time. You guys ready? Ready. Oh, Play shit. the music. <laughs> The title of this episode is Will He Strike Back? The Secret Killing Technique. Wow. Wow. So they're just doing the lyrics makes at this sense point. Now, in retrospect. Yeah. Well, you know, they like to give you a little taste up yeah. top. They oh, give you a taste, but I, was, <laughs> I thought we were going to arrange a funeral for Goku this episode because he died. So we open Woo! up on where we left last episode Goku. Is Helka dead? He's dead. He's dead. A doctor is coming out through the door. He has a chart. He says, I'm sorry, your Goku is dead. Piccolo starts doing chest compressions. Zapping. And he's zapping. Was it chest compressions or was he doing a magic defibrillator? Um, I think they were trying to make it seem like magic, but he was just doing like standard CPR, leading to an interesting uh, uh, background character theory. Is Piccolo also a lifeguard? he's got that big heavy coat on all the time not very good for swimming but as we've seen him do he can just cast that coat off and now he's got these big strong arms he's gonna hop in that lake and save those kids yeah maybe he has like a tiny speedo under there but he didn't do the one thing that we all wanted him to do which was mouth-to-mouth goku yeah oh that would have been his dead body spit a little bean in there yeah the other thing too is goku got (laughs) punched in the chest, and it left, like, a fist-sized compression into his body, and that's how he died. So, like, how would you fix him by doing that? <laughs> uh, you know, magic. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this next part was exciting. Gohan notices in the distance some sort of star falling, and Piccolo says, get back, and all of a sudden, a big orb. An orb. orb. There's no other word for it. An energy orb engulfs them all. And brings Goku back to life? Yeah, he threw up his life orb. Classic. Can, can you... Ex- can I don't understand what happened. I have a theory that the entire direction of this show is taking a very Naruto page because they do a lot of 
uh, moves that make no sense that are explained for a really long time. Like in old Dragon Ball Z, if Goku would come back from the dead, it wouldn't be because he did a trick. It would be like, oh, he went to the guy who's in charge of dead people and brought him back. Whereas right. this time he had a secret orb technique that's not going to be in the show again, which was really cool. So I think orbs are cool. If I orb my grandma, will she come back to life? Yes. If you yes. conspire with your grandma to make an orb right before her assassin gets to her so that she thinks she's already dead. Well, I was under the impression that um, Piccolo's chest compression summons the orb. I don't think that's what no. happened. No, they say, they explain it later that he did it on purpose, but that's what I thought too at first. <laughs> Because I don't know. I've Chest watched, compression orb. I've watched 9,000 hours of this show, and I am I was truly baffled by <laughs> it. Uh, it was really weird. I liked it. Also, they had to stand back, but it, I was left wondering, like, what if you didn't? What if, <laughs> what if, you're just in the orb now? Do you go into your dad? Yeah. So Goku magically comes back to life, and he's, like, kind of s- sleepy. And, you know, he tells Goten to stop tickling him. And I'm like, you have just died and come back to life in front of your youngest son. Like, maybe give him, make no. him feel better. The no. boy has to learn. You send out a death orb to throw off your foes. Uh, you know, Goku tells Piccolo and the gang about uh, Hit's new technique and how psyched he is about to fight it. Uh, there was a moment where Goku kind of was babbling about nothing to his children where I was excitedly thinking, oh, maybe they've given Goku a stroke. <laughs> Goku will take six months to come back because he's gotten no oxygen to his brain using these complicated death orb techniques. Mm, I would like that. But then it was just normal uh, Dragon yeah. Ball and he was like, actually, I'm fine and we're going to yeah, go fight. He's like, I can't wait to fight Hit. I'm really excited. Everyone's like, well, we can't talk you out of it. You know, like when you have someone in your life you really care about who's struggling with addiction and like the first few times you try to help them, but like the third time they are like, yeah, I can just they do like a little bit of coke at this own. party. I'll be fine. And you're like, you know what? Do you? My Goku, my choice. Exactly. They had an explanation for how he came back, but it didn't really... I'm not over the fact it didn't make... It was a very un-Goku-like move. To think ahead? To, to like, lose a fight on purpose. His whole thing is he never gives up or loses a fight, and to throw his body into the air and have it come back is very un-Goku-like. That's true, except I think the whole plot of this episode, which we'll get into, was that he was trying to bait him. Yeah, that he was a thinking man's Goku. Which I which don't is like. Which is that... awful rebranding. Nobody mm. can get behind. No, I don't want that shit. Have I want you seen Goku his robes? Opinions? No. <laughs> Look, we just want you for your hot body sitting down at the table every night. Giving us those beams. So Goku bullies Goten for a fist bump, which is the most dad thing I've yeah. ever seen. Because he, de- he, de- he doesn't want to do it. He's like, come on. Come on. Hit your dad's hand. Oh, you're not too old to give a high five to your old man. I think, uh, don't think of me as your father. Think of me as your friend. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly in the clouds, it's hit. Talking to no one in particular. You died, so I fulfilled my contract. And Goku's like, I was barely dead. Isn't there a three-second rule like food? Ew. <laughs> Ew. I thought that was disgusting. At this point, Alex was distractedly being a good host and getting us water. And I thought it was really important everyone remembers that line was said. Gotta make sure my girls have water. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Do you feel hydrated, Mary? Yes. Oh, everyone nice. hears 
healthy and ready to go. Hop in the van. We're going to the zoo now. Yay! All right. I can't wait to see the sun bears. Hop in the van. <laughs> okay, so this is the uh, probably most important part of the show in that... So Goku starts talking shit like he's on one of those ghost hunter shows where he's like, come at me, hit. What well, did you- he move to the woods yet? Yeah, he goes He goes to the woods. He's at the woods. He- They've never been in the woods in Dragon Ball. He instant transmissions there. Yeah, we've seen plateaus. We've seen deserts. Mesas. Yeah, mesas. Mm. We've seen Wastelands. A- the moon. A fertile crescent. Of sorts. Many beaches. Many sensitive ecosystems destroyed by big punchies. Yeah. But never the forest. And it's a wonderful time. I didn't even know they had a temperate climate in Dragon Ball. No. You'd think it was mm-hmm. outlawed or something by Dog President. The president's a dog, Mary, in the show. That's canon. Got it. So, Got Mary, it. watching this, were you disoriented or were you... Like, how are you feeling at this point when we're in the forest? Because this is where I really get lost. I'm just, you know, riding it. Riding it like a wave. I was sort of thinking about Pokemon during this point. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to just associate it with better was, things yeah, in your life. I was thinking about... Uh, this this kind of reminds me of when you're out looking for Pokemon and it's nighttime in the <laughs> game. Or, oh, this also kind of reminds me of, like, ghost Pokemon because, like, he's, like, vanishing and, like, appearing over here and he's, like, spooky and he's trying to fight him. You know, Hit, And you don't know where he is. Where could where he be? Hit does have, like, a dark ghost Pokemon color scheme because they're always purple. It's true. And he doesn't have ears. Yeah, I do love that. That's uh, how the viewer well, knows. Well, Gengar has little kitty cat ears. Yeah, Gengar does. I like a Gengar. Haunter, uh, Haunter does too. Alex, I called your attention to this scene because I need you to describe it. Because I, I don't know how to talk yes. about it. Yes. So, Goku has decided he's going to fight some more because he loves to fight so much. And he has found out that Hit can mask his energy and make it look like places where he is not. And so that's how he tricked Goku before because <laughs> Goku went to punch him, but he was somewhere else. And now they're in it the woods. It takes too long to figure that out, too. He keeps, <laughs> like, punching air. He punches <laughs> air for, like, a long time. Yeah, he's a real uh, Charlie Brown football situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulling on back, pulling those punchies. But, yeah, you know, it was really jarring to see Goku in the woods. Why was it so jarring? <laughs> Um, see him in a temperate rainforest. <laughs> that's what made me think of the Naruto we think is they're always in the woods with these big mm. trees there and they leap on the trees. But uh, so Goku's looking for Hit in the, in the woods and he thinks he's different trees. And then all of a sudden he gets skimmed by one of the air punches that Hit does that yeah. goes right through a tree and it barely touches him and it sends him flying through around 60 trees. Yeah, and goes- they're really big. Yeah, like old wise trees like the proportion of goku to the trees drastically changes from what it just was that is true (laughs) like the trees were like normal forest trees and all of a sudden they were cosmically large 1000 year old trees (laughs) trees that taught cavemen how to read yeah you know it's like a real inuyasha environment Yes. Oh, what a rich text. Oh, what a rich tapestry. So so he's getting fucking slammed through trees. And And then he's like, ha ha, I love being slammed through trees. Yeah, he's like, that's smarts. (laughs) Yeah, he did say that's smarts as a quote of the episode. (laughs) He says that's smarts a bunch in this. And uh, I think uh, I was very tickled by it. Mary, I believe you were kind of tickled by it. (laughs) Uh, I wrote a line for Goku here. Do you want to try this? Yowies. No, it's not quite right. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to give me half of that. 
<laughs> that smarts. <laughs> Goku, after watching Hit do his uh, like weird acid trip multiplying game over and over again, he goes, I know your technique. And it's like, nah, you don't. <laughs> so Goku's like, well, uh, stop hiding in the woods, which is like. You, you went, went to, to the, the woods. woods. This was your idea. You thought the animation budget needed to be expanded to the woods. Um, I well, you were right. I thought the forest was a creative choice to emphasize how confusing it is trying to find this hit guy because he's disappearing and reappearing over there in front of that tree, behind yeah. that tree. So I thought it was, you know, supposed to... It's a metaphor yeah, of like, confusion. You think it's a, a reference? Like if he was just in like an empty field, it would be less visually, you know? I like to think the writers read some Robert Frost this week. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very inspired. Much like uh, uh, I wa- was diverged in, in, a, in a yellow on a road in the yellow wood. Uh, put Goku in the woods. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man, I fucking love having a team who reads for once. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they leave the woods and they go to the endangered environment of the Cliffs of Dover. They go to Sea Cliff. They go to the world's <laughs> rarest cliffs. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Goku, Don't get attached. Yeah, Goku's just <laughs> doing his uh, power-up kegels, turn real blue. He turns so blue. Just right. power flexing on a cliff. Can I ask Mary, yeah. when you're watching Goku turn blue, are you thinking, wow, that's impressive? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, all right. I had a suspicion that might be the case. Okay, so he's blue now, meaning he's all the way up. Uh, yeah, he's turned. He's turned all the way up. What's going on? Hits like I see you, and he's like, "Yeah, I was signaling." That's like how you know I want to <laughs> hang out. Oh, the entire fight is very flirty this episode. Yeah, mm. I found it very flirty. I really want them to end up together at the end. And you could have replaced Goku and Hit with like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and it would have been the same episode. Yeah, it's real yeah. tete-a-tete. But which one would be which? Ooh. Uh, I think Goku's a Meg. <laughs> yeah, Goku's a Meg. Because <laughs> Tom Hanks is giving out all those sa- sa- signals. I think it should be the other way around because Goku's really getting clobbered most of the time and I just think that's more appropriate. <laughs> You know what? That's a good read. Thank you. So Hollywood, you know, you know the move. You know the drill. So anyway, they're on these cliffs and they're fucking punching them into the ground. Yeah. When does he go talk to that space person? Oh, that's coming. Oh, it's, up. it's coming right up. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> it's like I always finish a job, and then there's like. Right. What, there's like a beam, the cliffs dissolve, punchy elbows, hands in pockets for no reason, more cliff falls, rocks, right. ladies. Maybe our audience can uh, remind us, but um, why are his hands in his pockets? Yes. <laughs> his okay. coat's too big. Alex brought this up multiple times. Hit never takes his hands out of his pockets. Now, Mary, I know you, you draw. Who's Hit played by Tommy Jonigan? When you were young... And you first started doodling. Did you do that trick where you always have someone's hands in their pockets when you don't hands know how to? Hands behind the back, baby, and pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to try and give them like like animal familiars that would be in front of their hands or like anything not to draw a hand. Well, maybe Hit is just nervous as his, this is like his first big acting gig and he doesn't know what to do with his hands when he's not in a fight. Like yeah. I know in stand-up, I'm always like, get right? rid of your hands. You don't know what to do with them. Isn't that funny? He's going to start smoking soon. <laughs> yeah, he's going to start smoking <laughs> and mm-hmm. then his body's going to suffer and he's going to stop getting these leads. Yeah. Oh, no. 
I don't know. Can you age when you're a purple dick? Uh, he seems immune to time. <laughs> and I will acknowledge that, yes, he does look like a penis, and that's kind he of his whole look. Time. Yeah. 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 He does look like a dildo. And I don't mean that, like, in an insulting way. I mean that in, like, a literal... We're saying he's hot. Like, plastic <laughs> he's, dildo. Yeah. He looks like a purple dildo because For of sure. his skin, and it looks plastic. Oh, the shape of his head, I think, is the main, <laughs> the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bandai, where's my hit purple dildo? <laughs> I want licensed. I'm tired of this wish.com hit purple dildo. It gave me toxic shock. I'll be the last thing you see before you come. <laughs> <laughs> so Goku gets up from under a rock and he's like, I I like fighting you. I'm, I figured out your shit. <laughs> Honestly, hits. I'm having a great time. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm gonna kill you. Meanwhile, <laughs> checking in on that B plot, we're on the cat planet. Vegeta's working out and he doesn't want to do it anymore, so he begs Whis. This is important. Please, Whis, mm. uh, give me the secrets of being a god and stuff. Because he thinks Goku is off doing secret training and yeah. he wants to do what he's doing. Mm. And so he. You know, Whis is like, you can't just bribe me. And he goes, I'll give you my granny's mm. super special sauce steak. <laughs> and I, yeah. being the awful <laughs> weeb that I am, I'm like, uh, Vegeta's actually from a planet of all men. What is this shit? Vegeta does not have a granny. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Katie screamed at the television. Jeremy's it, not here yet. We're still doing imitations of me. You have a funner voice. I don't know what to tell you. I can't help it that I have a beautiful melodic voice. <laughs> um, it also does like a grotesque granny close up whenever he mentions her mm-hmm. of like two cherry faced children gathering around their granny and her secret sauce she's very small i'll give her that she's a a little baby grandma (laughs) and she is not real which is why she's so cute yeah she's a pocket granny uh but weiss falls for it like a dumb idiot because he's such a glutton for sauce yeah that Mm -hmm. he agrees to the conditions gotta get that sauce maybe he's italian yeah (laughs) probably (laughs) he does have (laughs) large hair Ah, cabron. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not Italian. I'm cutting that out. So we're back on the planet. Goku goes blue. Kickies and punchies. Kicks, kicks. And All of the cliffs of Dover are destroyed in their fragile <laughs> habitats. While Goku is destroying nature and birds go extinct, he explains via thought that, you know, his new tech, like what's going on. And he's like, oh, Hit's copying his energy. He also copied his body. Cut to Fat Cat, Champa, and Lady Weiss on the cliff just leisurely watching the carnage. Yeah, they were there because mm-hmm. they were being the Greek chorus this episode. Mm-hmm. They explained all Hit's hot moves. And then they did my least favorite thing of Dragon Ball where they do some more fucking time travel manipulation explanations. I would be more okay with Dragon Ball explaining things if it wasn't always like high physics time theory stuff that isn't even real and is very boring to listen to. To the point that Lady Weiss is popping off that like Hit can go forward in time, but he also saves he time. He stores the time. And he goes in a pocket of time and then Chompa. Time is stored in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I wish when characters would just sort of um, monologue 
about boring stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just wish that they would do an action. Like, it just seems like eating up time. I mean, I'd rather them be like rowing a boat. (laughs) Or like an infographic of some sort. Sure, just... A little more visual, anything. I think what Come Mary's on. talking about is a... Uh, They're just um, standing there. Um, Aaron Sorkin walk Sorkin? and talk. Yes, they gotta be walking. Like. They need to be doing something. It's not a stand and talk. Talking that way because they're so busy. Right, so right, right. There's no time. Universe. Or maybe come with me. Lady <laughs> Waste could work on her act outs a little more. Right. Yeah. You know, just some hand motions. But um, yeah. So he's he's uh, you can't hit him because of all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Duh. Anyway, uh, hits like punch me if you can, and he goes all zip zap zoopity zoop see-through he's see-through he's all over the place where is he going i don't know and then uh coke was like i graced you because i'm a real scamp and it's like you're a good friend i love fighting you they get very earnest at this part of the show they start yeah. being like you're the only thing that makes me feel alive anymore bro yeah they're fucking like, love you dude don't you wish the shackles of societal expectations <laughs> didn't keep us from just fighting forever and then tenderly embracing in between fisties and punchies and consensual Ooh, fisties and punchies I i've never like had a that. mark i couldn't get leave his wife <laughs> <laughs> and uh while they do this champa and lady we slo- overlooks and she notes he doesn't fight as an assassin but as a martial artist Goku's helping him with his art. Uh, art is beautiful. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's Beerus, Whis, and Vegeta. They're here on the cliffs, uh, and they uh, just want to let Goku know that they're here to watch. It's mm-hmm. true. And it's um, it feels like they're busted a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, because... They're Goku- having this private moment. Sure. Yeah, and they're like, but we were telling each other about our feelings and then they're like okay go on uh vegeta does get catty does that happen yeah. here or in like two minutes where he's like what you want to fight him or i'm all washed up all of a sudden yeah basically, i'm no good to fight no more right now is the coolest part of the show where uh champa goes <laughs> finish your fight and they're like okay so ta- hey goes in his little time bottle and uh Goku goes all Super Saiyan, big beam, blue, blue, yeah, big boy. Yeah, he gets boy. more blue than usual, even. And his big blue, big boy goes in the time bottle and shatters He's it all. Snickety snick, it gets ripped apart. And he goes, Kamehamehamehameha. Yeah, he gets him mm-hmm. with the... He, he gets him with the Kamehameha. But see, that's Dragon Ball logic, is I made a bubble and you made a bubble and your bubble one and there's no explanation. All this sure. stuff where they work in textbooks, that's it's very energy, unusual. It's power. And they, yeah. It's power, it's libidinous. It, you just watch it and you're like, of course, the bubble can't beat that other yeah, bubble. It smashes that bubble all the way the He's fuck too up. blue. It's too blue. Mm. And his bubble is kind of pink and hazy. Your uh, bubble's cool ranch now, bitch. Uh, his bubble was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really cool background. Yeah, the It was nice to look at. Broken like, mirror oh, effect. Things are spicing up. <laughs> it is true that, like... <laughs> the show visually is very monotonous, so whenever they try anything new, you immediately notice it. A gut excitement. Yeah. Just yeah, coursing through I your I love veins. a design <laughs> element. Mm. It pulls you the eye together. It. A rug. A, r- a paisley. <laughs> anyway, it 
beams that bubble apart. The beam goes in the cloud. Everyone's laying down because they're all beamed out. They just shot their load and now they're tired. It really had a post-coital feeling to it. But <laughs> also, I was kind of annoyed that Hit wasn't blown off of the earth. Yeah. Because yeah. he got hit by the beam and it broke his time bubble. So what the fuck? Yeah. And then Goku, we were like, oh, no, they're passed out. But then Goku laughs because he's having such a great time. <laughs> and this is when Vegeta's like... I think you like fighting him more than you like fighting me. I know we said we were going to open this up, but like we didn't talk about the rules <laughs> as much as I would have liked to. Well, there's also a little bit of a caper, right? Like, Oh, there is, there is that a twist, sort of a clue moment. <laughs> I feel like the juice of the steak is the unspoken tension between these men. Right. Which who are is, all uh, frothing at the mouth for each other. Gohan shows up with his mom, Chi-Chi, and she's like, I heard someone's trying to kill you. What's <laughs> happening? And they're like, Vegeta's like, who w- hired Hit to kill you, Goku? And he's right, like, and then Goku's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like it was you <laughs> uh, which shows you what a reckless piece of shit Goku is I want to know how much it costs right. my goodness we have He's raising some boys proof in the show that Goku doesn't have any money right and it came from another universe which must be like a pretty expensive travel mm. cost so right what happened A <laughs> Goku robbed Chi Chi <laughs> B, he actually made money with those turnips and didn't tell Chi Chi about it, spent it all mm-hmm. on trying to get himself killed for training purposes instead of putting his son through college. He's got to rob Bulma. Or, or, yeah, he robbed Bulma. Or borrow it from Gohan, profiting off of their charred relationship as father and son, mm-hmm. because guess what? Your dad went, I mean, your son went through law school or. Uh, Mysterious box holding professional school. He's like a salary man. He's a salary man. He brings home the large unmarked boxes, and Goku's using that to hire hits on himself. I'm definitely going with that theory because I feel like at this point, Gohan's just used to Goku asking him for money on the regs, so he right. didn't even question it. Another one of your whores. <laughs> we know Goku doesn't fuck. No. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is what he does. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yes. Oh is my what, god! This is exactly what he's using the money for. Yeah, he does that <laughs> to hire hitmen and kill them. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, Gohan brings Chi-Chi over, and she's like, "I heard someone's trying to kill you." Oh my god! And Goku looks at Vegeta and is like, "Don't lie to my wife. Don't tell her that I oh put god. the hit on myself." <laughs> Always lie to your wife. Always lie to your wife. Yeah. Then Whis is like, "Where's our steaks?" Uh. Vegeta's like, "I don't have a sauce or a granny. What am I gonna do?" And then the Looney Tunes bubble pops up. Mm-hmm. That's all, folks. Uh, Katie remarked at this point, I don't like bitch Vegeta. (laughs) For sure. She she said that out loud. I did, because he was all like on his knees. Because he got a little sassy with Beerus and Weiss, and then all of a sudden he immediately recoiled. Yes, master. Yeah, yes, master. I'm so sorry. You're so great. And I'm like, every what we love about Vegeta. I'll make you a sauce. Is that he doesn't take shit from no one. Well, he'll go back to his millionaire wife and then mm. ask her to whip up a sauce or take them out to another five-star restaurant. Or maybe logically just Vegeta's killed here and that's it for him. That would be cool. He's or erased from existence by he's Beerus. He's going to have to do an art cooking montage. Ooh. Yeah, Katie's hoping the next episode's a cooking show. But that's this episode. Oh, a caper salt. I would like salt. to add, I would like to add, before he goes, Hit does announce that he'll kill him later. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, romantic tension. Yeah. He doesn't feel like doing it right now. He'll do yeah. it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back to do it some more. I yeah. hope these crazy kids finally get together someday. They just get together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the episode. That's it. And uh, so, you, as is podcast rule, we have to review the episode out of mm. seven Dragon Balls. Yeah. Katie Rose Leon, what is your review of this fine episode? Upon review, I will give this six out of seven Dragon Balls. It was pretty good. It made sense, except for the parts that didn't. It was very shiny at parts, too. I don't know. Is this six or is it five? I hate when people just stand there and talk about time shit. It does annoy me. It was only like 30 seconds this time, though. No, yeah, but the rest of it was really good. There was a really big beam, and then there there was... uh, They actually introduced a villain that seems like might be cool and will come back, and... And I liked the woods. I liked the Mm. woods. The woods was a change of pace. I like Bad Dad. Yeah, six out of seven. Let's do it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mary Houlihan, out of seven Dragon Balls, what would you rate this one episode? I'm going to give it eight out of seven Dragon Balls. My goodness. Um, I think it was really good at, you know, what it was. I think it was a really bad show, but I think it was <laughs> right. a good Dragon a Ball. A great episode of a bad <laughs> yeah. show. Okay, so we're going to put a hold on that. That is eight out of seven Dragon Balls completing your uh, six out of seven Dragon oh, Balls no! making two wishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this one six out of seven Dragon Balls. Great episode. Uh, <laughs> not as much fighting as maybe some of the Goku Black ones, but still some fighting, and it was pretty cute and fun, and also kind of like sexy in a weird way. Yeah, um, there, it was very playful. All right, uh, well, Katie, would you summon Shenron for Mary? Mary, when you uh, find seven out of seven Dragon Balls, you get a wish. So we're going to summon Shenron so you get a wish. Oh All right, God. arise, Shenron! Hey, kiddos. I hear some cats are looking for a wish. Oh, what's up, cool stepdad Shenron? Hey, I made you little juices. You guys want to try some juices? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back with those. Any wishes in this part of the house? So, Mary, since you gave eight Dragon Balls, that completed my wish. Mm -hmm. You actually get two wishes today. Oh, wow. What would you like to wish for? Oh, my gosh. I wish for a nicer apartment. You got one! Yay! Just like that! That's how it works! I'm a dead dragon! (laughs) Alright, anything else? Mm, Increased emotional vulnerability! Blammo! That's a hard one! (laughs) (laughs) Blammo! Say Shenron needs to work on that, but that's. Shenron doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm gonna go right back in those balls and get those juices for you. So I'll see you soon. Bye, Shenron. Bye. Oh, wow. It's so weird, Alex. You just missed Shenron. What? Did he have juice? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, I hope he brings me some. He said he had to go get it. He had to go get... So, uh, so just to, in the other room. We have to find seven more Dragon Balls. <laughs> <in the adventures. laughs> I mean, he's in the other room of my one-bedroom apartment. All right, it's time for a Dragon Mail. All right. Buckle we- up. It's time for Dragon Mail. Give me some of that Dragon Mail. 
We broke into the dragon mail liquor cabinet without dad's permission. And now (laughs) I'm going to drink all this sweet, sweet email right up. Uh Uh-oh, I'm all fucked up on mail. We just got an email from our friend Richard Fuck. Uh-oh. Dear Anime Cuts. I know him as Dick Fuck. You schmegma mouth weebs have continued to insult my... Magtow brother Vegeta despite my <laughs> repeated warnings. Next time I'm in Jersey to see my mom, I'm going to give you all go I'm going to go to all your shows and complain to all of the managers. Also, what's your favorite filler episode of any show? PS, I accidentally subscribed to your Patreon while trying <laughs> to find Steven Chowder. Crowder? <laughs> Steven Crowder. This is why I don't read the email. You can't read. <laughs> we were talking about this off mic an hour ago. I have dyslexia. Ah. Uh, can one of you? Uh, can one of you oversized flashlights help me out with the internet? PPS. Check out this video my son made. Uh, we will post the video somewhere. Well, Richard Fuck wants to know what's your favorite filler episode of any of any show so like if you if you watched an off episode of friends that would count yeah i think it's just like literally anything like anything that's like not the main plot oh man something. i definitely have something good in in this old bag i of like mine. any cartoon that has a psychological breakdown episode mm-hmm. uh like uh even though this is probably not cool to talk about anymore like ren stimpy had one or like uh <laughs> uh like bojack horseman had a psychological freak out one i mean i guess that was plot important but i i, I really like them because they it's usually when animators use a chance to go crazy with animation and get it like experimental and weird mm-hmm. mary can you think of any particularly great filler episodes of three's company you'd like to share with the fans <laughs> no. <laughs> <They're all sure. laughs> no i can't <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah uh all right well let us know if you think of anything uh i'm gonna have to say the entire season of dallas where they decided the main character was dead and then their ratings plummeted so (laughs) they decided it was all a dream and brought him back the next season that rules we'll think about richard fuck (laughs) yeah well we'll mail you a really hot threes company filler Mm -hmm. next time alex will read your email and it'll be less stuttering yeah i'm sorry i made fun of you about that email (laughs) yeah you should feel bad i've I feel a very small amount of bad. You brought me up with those compliments, and then you brought me back down to regular sad. Anyway, thanks for <laughs> writing in, Richard, and thanks for accidentally subscribing to our Patreon. Don't leave. We uh, love you. I'll do a song next week. I don't feel like doing one. Yeah, no one's um, here. Plugs. Plugs. Me? You? Mary, you do plugs first. When does it come out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay, I have a one-woman show called Me and Jack, and it's about me and my life and um, the time that I dated Jack Nicholson for like 10 years. Oh, my God. So you can come see us in Philadelphia on August 25th at Good Good Comedy. You can see it August, no, September 10th um, at Union Hall. And, um, oh, I have a podcast. It's called... Mary Houlihan's little podcast. Listen to that. And that's all I got. Awesome. I can't wait to hear more about this Jack relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's like twists and turns. It's, and- it's messed up. <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, Damn. You can find me on Twitter at, at Katie Rose, on Instagram at Ohlo Katie Rose. Uh, listen to my other podcast for my other show, which I can never remember the name of Pod Minutes to Cast Night, if you like. <laughs> Oh, I just saw that. Men uh, yell over me about music. Uh, yeah, I didn't really work <laughs> overtime this episode because I'm the only man here to, to ruin the show. I'm so happy you're here to hold that down. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I could really play defense on two people. It's just hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're so tall, though. I know. Mm, it's ruined my personality. Jer- <laughs> me and Jeremy <laughs> hugged Alex at the same time the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, he is the tallest boy. <laughs> yeah, this tree tall. has so much to give uh i am six foot two but i uh really carry it poorly (laughs) (laughs) very slouched like a grinch you gotta do you have plugs yes um come to my weekly show bad news it's a comedy show we do the news and stand-up comedy mary's gonna be on it soon i don't remember when but real soon (laughs) i think it's one of the weeks when i'm there um uh, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes and then listen to my other podcast, Poddam America. I think something exciting's happening there too. Or maybe nothing exciting. Hey! And those are my things. Those are things. Thanks for listening. Super! Super! Choo choo, all aboard. Beep beep. Okay. Boop boop. <laughs>